I've been waiting my whole life for you guys to ask me what I had for breakfast. <laughs> yes. Well, guess what we are about to ask you? What? Jordan and Donnie from the Apartment 26 podcast. What'd you have for breakfast? Okay, so I'm going to talk about our first breakfast and then Donnie will talk about second breakfast so that you get different content from both of us because actually I think we eat the same thing for breakfast almost every day. I love you both so much. Um, so the thing about Saturday mornings for us is that we have to go to the farmer's market because that's where we get rid of our compost. And if we don't get rid of our compost, then we have two weeks worth of food scraps in our freezer. And that's just an untenable position. So we got up. We went to the farmer's market. The other thing about this week is that we ran out of coffee on Friday, <gasps> but I went to the place we get coffee on Friday and I didn't know. So like... We are in a coffeeless state and needed to buy coffee this morning. Oh, no. Oh, that's awful. So this is actually exciting, though, because one of our 2020 goals is to use tumblers when we go buy coffee to reduce plastic waste. Wow. And so we got to do that this morning, which was really thrilling. We went to Chalk NYC. Shout out to Chalk because we love them so much. And um, they are like a bougie pastry place really close to our apartment. Ooh, that sounds amazing. We weren't going to get food because we like knew what we were going to have for breakfast. But then I was like, I'm not ready to have like big breakfast. So let's get pastries and then we'll have second breakfast later. So we got chalk coffee, which is great because you know how sometimes you go to a bougie coffee place and they'll have like quote-unquote like floral tasting coffee that's really just like weak and like yellow and sour brian is giving me puppy dog eyes because we did something similar this morning and i definitely called him on it and you are dragging him across the floor right now it's nice way down here from the floor (laughs) i love chalk coffee because it tastes like rocket fuel and that's how i like to drink my coffee so we we filled our tumblers with rocket fuel i got iced donnie got hot And then we split um, a triple-triple, which is a cookie with triple chocolate, triple nuts, and espresso. That's amazing. Oh, my God. That's absolutely phenomenal. And a financier, which is a French word I'm probably not pronouncing correctly, that means like a little almond cake. Um, So imagine like a very moist almond meal cake. And this one had rum-soaked pineapple on it. And that was breakfast number one. Damn. That's amazing did you intentionally go all out for breakfast because you knew we were gonna ask you second breakfast yes this breakfast no this was just like a spur of the moment choice um all right second breakfast was a collection of leftovers with eggs so we had a leftover sweet potato from uh earlier in the week okay so you're making yeah. the sweet potato yeah what are you doing potato. with it uh, we, we'd already peeled it, so all I had to do was cut it up and then put it in the oven as home fries. So, like, thick cut, you know? Wow. With some spices, some oil, and got them um, nice and crispy. And then we had leftover cherry tomatoes from a lentil veggie dish we were doing last night. So I cut those up and put them in a pan with a bit of butter. Let them get, like, nice and buttery oh that's good technique i didn't know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then put the eggs over them to scramble them and that's what i had i had the home fries with that and then jordan had leftover 
sausage that she added into the mix. Donnie's a vegetarian, which limits him severely. Um, <laughs> I had some leftover turkey kielbasa from something I ate earlier oh. this week, and I just tossed that right in there. That's, that sounds amazing. That's amazing. I love, like, leftover breakfast, especially when it's, like, roasted vegetables that you just had or, like, other vegetables that you just had. It's just really good. And then you feel like you're literally an artist, like, curating and <laughs> making... <laughs> Just something that you just whipped up. It's just phenomenal. I feel like egg scrambles are like in top tier with like fried rice as a leftover gobbler that you just like throw everything into and eat. Oh, they'll take anything. Um, Brian, what did you have for breakfast? We have a very similar story to your first breakfast because today, Truj and I took a little stroll down to uh, Main Street, Jamaica Plain, USA, uh, to, um, uh, the, the errand was to deliver a package for Truj, uh, or was for Truj to deliver a package to a Imagine friend. Imagine if I was delivering a package to myself, like I went to the post office <laughs> to mail myself something. <laughs> because you love suffering? Yes. I love bad things. Indeed. So, uh, afterwards, we went to a little espresso shop in uh, JP that I've been wanting to try for a really long time um, that we just never did. Like every time I took a lift and drove past it, I think oh, I've always wanted to go there. It's called a uh, seven pond espresso bar. Cause the address is seven pond. It was tiny and adorable. And I had one of the best espressos I've ever had. They, the espresso there was $3 or for three fifty you can get the featured espresso. And I don't know the difference, but I got the featured espresso <laughs> and it was so light and fruity, but you fell and, for it. Oh <laughs> God, it was delicious. And I gave true, to taste and she was like Bleh. it was so acidic it was so clear and weak <laughs> <laughs> it definitely wasn't rocket fuel no it was it, it was espresso so like it was really strong and you thought it was too much i think i think you thought it was rocket fuel whereas i thought ooh, light and fruity i had a cold brew it was really really good and they had i mean i shouldn't be so surprised but they had like not only oat milk, but like oatly oat milk at this place. And it was very, very good. I'm absolutely going back there again soon. And on the way back, we stopped at a uh, bakery called When Pigs Fly. And I have some follow-up from last episode where we talked about When Pigs Fly's bread with um, our very good friend, James, our fr- very good roommate friend, James. Listen to it. Oh, thank you. Oh, so sweet. Uh, we, we talked about When Pigs Fly with James and we got feedback from uh, our dear friend, Amy, who said that uh, When Pigs Fly in Maine serves donuts because there's, um, uh, When Pigs Fly turns out is a chain. They're based in Maine. Or Vermont, one of the northern states is not Massachusetts. And there's same a f- thing. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. we didn't say it was the same thing. You said it was the same thing. All <laughs> feedback goes to Jordan, everyone. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, Amy reached out to us on Twitter and said that uh, they serve donuts on Saturday mornings. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Next time I'm in Porter Square, I'll, uh, I'll stop by and get some donuts on a Saturday morning. Turns out, super embarrassingly, we've lived here for a year and a half and did not know there is a When Pigs Fly location here in JP on the way to Seven Pond Espresso Bar. It is so like less than a five minute walk from our apartment. We we swung in and got some of these delicious Saturday morning donuts and Oh my god, what tell tell our friends about the flavor of donut we got, Truge. Okay, so I need to preface by saying that the donuts that they sell at When Pigs Fly, especially because they only sell them on Saturdays, I think, um, they're gigantic. They're like the biggest donuts I have 
ever seen. Um, so Brian and I split one of them. It was a ricotta cheesecake. Lemon ricotta cheesecake with cranberry icing. Yeah. Did it have like a filling? Was yes. it like a cream filling? The okay. filling was like a ricotta, like 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 a cheesecakey ricotta filling. Um, and then it was like it had a glaze on it that was like a lemon. I, th- I think it was raspberry, not cranberry. I think it was cranberry. We'll follow up next time. One of the berries. Yes. Um, <laughs> it could be blackberries. Please fact check this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was raspberry, and it, it had like a lemon raspberry glaze on top of it. Um, and it was like a really thick like cake donut on the inside. Um, Hmm. and it was just, it was one of the best donuts I have ever tasted in my whole life. Is it a potato donut? Potato donut. I've never had a potato donut. Oh. Is it a potato donut? They're like popular in Maine. There's a bakery in Portland, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty famous for them. It's kind of, as I understand it, a Maine style. So it's a potato dough. Like you can make potato doughs for like sourdough breads, all sorts of shit. Yeah, actually that parses because I, so I grew up in, in Pennsylvania in like Pennsylvania Dutch country and I, I love cake donuts and I thought that this was a cake donut, but now that I'm thinking about it, it was more, um, bready than a cake donut. Cause like cake donuts, like literally are like cake. This one was more like they, it was like a bread, um, that is really interesting and good to know. And the other thing that was amazing about it is that Brian and I both split it and it was so filling and so full of calories that it is now six. I'm pretty sure it's like six or seven hours later mm-hmm. and I have not eaten anything else. <laughs> this is the only thing I've eaten all day. I didn't finish it at my first pass. Yeah. And I, I like ate well. the last few bites of it um, like Although, an hour later. I did just lie because we also picked up at When Pigs Fly, we picked up a loaf of, it was a maple walnut banana bread. It wasn't banana bread in that you like mash up bananas and make a cake loaf out of it. It was like, uh, it's like a bread bread, but it like, I guess was made with bananas because I realized when I was doing research on it, I was kind of like, just like, uh, I was curious about how many calories would be in a slice. And so I was researching and I realized that all when pigs fly bread is like low carb bread. They have this like weird process where it is somehow less carbs than regular bread, but it is more delicious than regular bread. (laughs) I don't really understand it, but this bread is basically like the bread version of a cinnamon toast bagel from Panera. Like it had like a crunchy, cracky crust on top of it. And it's the best bread I've ever had. It sounds like you need to get the people from this bakery on the podcast to explain to you what's happening. Oh my God. <laughs> Hi, uh, this morning we got a lemon ricotta donut from uh, When Pigs Fly. I was just curious, what was the glaze on top of it? Do you know? Great, thank you so much. It was delicious. Cranberry glaze. I hate you so much. <laughs> You're the worst person to ever live. <laughs> also, it's illegal uh, to record amazing. phone conversations which in is the state wh- of Massachusetts. Which is why the recording uh, that I just did, whoopsie doodles, is not in the podcast. Oh my god. Brian just did an illegal. I didn't do an illegal because no one's hearing that recording, which I deleted. It was off mic. What recording? So I guess it was a cranberry glaze. If you recall, uh, my friend CJ and Yao, now Sue, yes. he used to live in JP, and uh, he got their bread all the time when he was living out there. So I'm pretty familiar with it. Yeah! Oh my god. Now an accomplished baker himself. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm used to picking up when pigs fly, like, in the Shaws in Porter Square. Um, but I, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know until we were recording that podcast with James that they have, like, standing locations. And also, I noticed on their website, mm-hmm. Brian, from in follow-up from our last episode, they also definitely sell a chocolate bread. And the next time we're there, I'm getting it. Absolutely. And what's nice wow. is that now that we know it's so close... We can just pop on over anytime we want. I can't wait to go there every day. All right, so Truge, what's the rest of our episode about? Um, I don't know. Well, thanks for listening to Most Important Meal, everyone. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> okay, let's uh, take a uh, do-over. Back to page one. Hey, Truge, what are we talking about for the rest of the show? Um, We're going to talk about meal prepping, and also I just want everyone to know that Brian did this like ruffle paper thing, and it is confirmed that Brian did just do an ASMR. That's not that's not ASMR. Oh my <laughs> god, get out of here, Trude. It's not ASMR. I'm so excited that this is the first ever ASMR episode of Most Important there Meal. There is no ASMR on Most Important Meal, and that is going to be the policy till the day I die. And even after that, because I will have it in writing, that most important meal will never be associated with ASMR. Thank you for listening. You guys, uh, we heard that you really hate chewing sounds, and so we actually brought snacks to this. (laughs) Good! (laughs) What's really nice is that I'm editing this, and no one else will have to hear them. I will be the sin eater for the crunching noises that our listeners do not have to hear. Except for the ones that want the ASMR version, which will be available on our Patreon. Nope, nope, nope. You can go to YouTube (laughs) for that if you want for any other ASMR content that you get. You can go to patreon.com slash most dash important dash meal. Not true. Um, our one dollar tier nope. is the ASMR version, no. <laughs> version of our episode. If we did have a Patreon and we did have an ASMR tier, it would be like a hundred dollars. Yeah, because at the point people are paying for it, it's like more of a thing than you think it is. <laughs> um, Jordan and Donnie, so we wanted to talk about meal prepping because I do it, Brian does not do it, and I love talking to other people about it. So I I remember when Jordan was in town last, we talked a little bit about like how you meal prep. Can you can you introduce us to to that? Donnie does most of the cooking here, and I'm just around uh that's there's really in good. fact a kitchen stool for her to just be around on yeah <laughs> wait that's really good i like that a lot so donnie do you meal prep for both of you yeah there's a selection of different recipes we have we use evernote to help organize all our different recipes yes. we have it like breakfast prep dinner lunch snacks bah, bah, bah. oh i love that so do you go through evernote when you're like oh we're going grocery shopping for the week like what do we want to be making this week kind of a thing yes that's really good yeah so we divide grocery shopping by weeks so everyone everyone all two of us <laughs> <laughs> have uh groceries twice a month that's really good yeah it's fun it's like a surprise menu <laughs> I love the weeks that aren't my grocery week so much. That's really good. Brian and I, basically, I'm the person that buys groceries most of the time because we use Splitwise, and Brian buys everything else, including whenever we order food, Brian is buying it. So on Splitwise, I'm always at a deficit, so I'm always the person that is buying groceries to make up for the delivery that Brian bought. So in terms of breakfast prep, 
when it's your week you get you like choose what you want <laughs> it sounds a lot sillier than it is but it's actually quite functional that's really good <laughs> so we have all the all different recipes some are like baked goods some are like egg based um what else do we have we do we do a lot of bakes because like we basically want to make enough for the whole week so that all you have to do in the morning is reach into the fridge pull out your portion for that day and go um so it's really useful to make something like in our casserole dish and split it up into like eight or ten pieces you know um so like we do an oatmeal bake when we're really feeling like sassy we'll do some pancakes or something and we'll just make like donnie will just make like 30 <laughs> pancakes and then we'll put them oh in tupperware God. yeah it's it's a serious endeavor sometimes when i'm building my grocery list i'll be like hey are you in the mood to like go really hard or no and that will affect <laughs> the things that i choose because never am i gonna make 30 pancakes how much energy do you have and can you make me pancakes <laughs> correct <laughs> as like a bit more chill of an example like this week we have uh zucchini oat muffins so it's like shredded zucchini and oat brown sugar cinnamon um, some bananas some bananas oh. and that's gonna be like pretty easy that sounds so good do you remember Kristen cavalieri from uh laguna beach she put out a cookbook and this like oh zucchini muffin recipe is clutch stop it wait that's amazing yeah. oh yeah. my god i like the whole thing about cookbooks like i feel like the whole idea of going through a cookbook for a recipe is so foreign to me because i just go on pinterest for literally everything but the downside to it is that sometimes things just don't work. <laughs> Guys, pro tip, the library for cookbooks. Whoa. Whoa. Very good. Because you don't know if you want it or not. Like, you don't know if you want $30 worth of recipes for someone, so just don't pay for it. It's true. I get most of my recipes from YouTube because that's where all my cooking content is. But similarly to the way y'all use Evernote for recipe organization meal prep, we use an app called Paprika. That is a dedicated recipe management app, and it's wonderful. It has really cool features where you give it a web page, and it will scan the web page and like pull out all the measurements and directions and lay them out nicely, and then save them offline to your phone, iPad, and Mac. I love it. Because that's also the thing with getting all of your recipes online is that you have to get through the novel about like their <laughs> like time in the hamptons the greek vacation and how it motivated it was the best of times it was the worst of times the bananas were overripe and the bananas were underripe (laughs) and then all of those fucking pop-up ads oh my god (laughs) oh it's bad it's way too much and like none of them are actually really responsive to mobile so like all of the pop-up ads end Mm -hmm. up just popping up on your whole phone so what is what would you say your favorite meal prep that you've made is well that's hard because it's like it's about how I feel in that moment. I will say kind of our OG breakfast prep and one that we go back to time and time again is a baked apple cinnamon oatmeal. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, you mentioned good. an oatmeal bake and I was really curious about what that meant. Can you yeah, talk about that? We should talk about that and then talk about the oatmeal bake versus <laughs> overnight oats. Oh yeah, Trish and I are gonna fight about overnight oats. Two oh, yeah. after one will lose. That's gonna be something. Which meal that makes Brian grossed out will win on most important <laughs> meal? Wait, do you hate all forms of oats? Brian hates oats. Brian thinks that they're slimy wow. and gross. Yep. 
Okay, but okay, but the oatmeal bake is basically like a cake made of oats. How do you feel about that? That's why I'm intrigued because I like the idea of like oatmeal-based things that are not goopy or wet. <laughs> okay, so you put it's like oats, um, butter. We use almond milk, but it can be any kind of milk you want. Um, an egg, cinnamon, brown sugar. Are there any other solid ingredients? Or is it, and then the apples, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and pecans. I really like like a textural difference in my oatmeal, so I go with nuts and oatmeal very frequently. Yeah. Um, and then you like put it on the casserole dish and you bake it, so it has like a like a cake texture, like a pastry texture. Yeah. And you can cut it into squares. That is absolutely amazing. Because here's the thing: I feel like there are a lot of meal preps that are basically all of the same ingredients, but just cooked in different ways and prepared in different ways. Um, like you could literally let that sit overnight and it would be overnight oats and it wouldn't be a cake. But also why would you do that when you could bake it and make it a cake? By the way, I'm doing this. I'm so trying this. I'm so excited. <laughs> literally tomorrow I will be doing this. We'll send you guys the recipe. Yeah. Yeah. There was one point where I was trying to make, um, like banana muffins because my overnight oats are incredibly banana based. I basically never make overnight oats without bananas because I don't love adding like extra sugar to like my stuff. Um, and usually ripe bananas are like incredibly sweet, but when you bake them, you like basically just have to add sugar or else they're basically gross. Um, but I feel like I want to let that go so I can have cake in the morning. I'm ready (laughs) for this moment in my life. One time Donnie meal prepped like a cake for breakfast. That's amazing. That's what meal prep should be. It was too much. (laughs) Yeah, I actually recently I've been making. So it's literally all of the same ingredients and measurements that I use to make overnight oats. But I've been prepping smoothies because here's the thing. I feel like I watch a lot of YouTube videos about meal prepping And there are certain meal preps that I always hear about but never do. One of them being pancakes. Because every time someone says you can meal prep pancakes, in my heart, I'm like, I just don't believe you. But now that I've heard you say it, I know that I have to try it. Yeah, they're like a special kind of pancake. So they're a little bit heartier. Yeah. My grandmother... Like, they they store a little better. They don't get floppy. My grandmother used to make me crepes when I was growing up, and they are, they're very, very thin. They're, like, they're more greasy than the traditional crepes you would get at, like, a crepe shop nowadays. Fun fact, I didn't know crepes were a thing outside of my grandmother's kitchen until I got to college. You think she invented them? No, not that she invented them, but I didn't know that, like, crepes were a trendy thing. Where, like, I've never, in New Jersey when I was growing up, I never saw crepes on a menu. I mean, I also think that there was a time in the late aughts where, like... You know, the late early aughts, like in 2008, 2009, where like sweets and baking became more like in fashion in cooking. Mm. Like there were so many shows about making cake, like Ace of Cakes and like, um, oh, what are the other ones? There's so many cake shows, Cake Boss. Um, and there were... Cupcake Wars? Yeah, Cupcake Wars. Yeah. And all those Food Network challenges where they'd have to carry the cake and then they would... It would topple over and it would be a big dramatic oh, experience. It was miserable. Um, but I feel like that kind of like made in the like cult in like the zeitgeist, it made crepes more of a trendy thing to eat. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my guess. But uh, she would make us a big stack of crepes 
and we would eat them over the course of three or four days. They keep surprisingly well. Wait, why haven't you made crepes for me then? Because I'm, I can't make my grandmother's recipe. It's impossible. It's perfect. She's already done it. Wow. Absolutely incredible. But lately I've been, so I've been making the same ingredients and prepping them in the same way as overnight oats, which is like basically just oats, oat milk, uh, banana and peanut butter. Um, but I've been blending it because I feel like I feel like smoothies are like the ultimate breakfast prep because it's the one thing that every like breakfast prep or like meal prep influencer person talks about making. And they always say, oh, you just get those like reusable Ziploc bags and you like just put all of your ingredients in and then blend it in the morning. But in my head, I'm just like, I, I know I will never do that. Like, there's preps that you make, like, a week before, and then there's, like, ingredients that you've prepped to make the morning of, and I just will never do it. Um, But I recently have started, like, taking, like, making a whole smoothie, like, on a Sunday night, and then portioning it, and then freezing it. And the night before I drink it, I put it in the fridge to defrost. And when I heard someone say to do this, I, I'll find the video if I can, but I actually don't know that I can do that because I've watched too many smoothie prep videos. Um, I was like, there's no way that this will work. And the thing yeah, is... Yeah, I'm kind of freaked out right now, to be honest with you. It works so well. I couldn't believe how well it worked. Um, and it was just a really nice smoothie and a really nice <laughs> thing to eat in the morning. That's so cool. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's been my prep for for a while. But I feel like it's I don't know. Smoothies are just hard. And I realized in this process that we had so many blenders and at least one of them is broken. Donnie, what's your favorite prep? Well, it's hard. hard uh, He's looking decision, at the list yeah. right now <laughs> just so that he doesn't accidentally forget one. This list is brought to you by Evernote. Evernote, the one with the elephant. Wow sponsor us <laughs> well let's see i don't know i really like the one we had this week because it's pretty hearty and it's fresh on my mind it's why we had the sweet potato too so it calls for you dice up some sweet potato put it in a casserole dish and let it get pretty smooshy smooshy have some like onion in it too some other spicing and then you put the brussels sprouts on top with 12 eggs and then you can put bacon or veggie bacon or some kind of like something that'll crisp. And you bake all that together. Also cheese. And cheese. Ooh, yeah. And then you have a wild sweet potato based egg, like crustless quiche kind of casserole. That sounds absolutely incredible. Brussels sprouts and breakfast? I want that. Oh my God. Wait, we've done that before. Or have yeah, I done that? I've never done that. Okay. One of my preps included like. I guess because you don't eat any of my meal preps. So, okay. <laughs> but I don't meal prep breakfast <laughs> because I like my breakfasts to be smaller, lighter pastry-based things just to get me through to lunch. Like, if I'm going to do a breakfast, it's either going to be, like, a diner breakfast where I'm, like, doing the works or I'm doing, like, just a croissant or just a donut. Like we did this morning at uh, When Pigs Fly. And I, I enjoy that kind of breakfast. So I just haven't had any of the, like, meal prep-style breakfast that you've done. There. Here's what I will say, and I will drag you for this. You also work at a place where you have catered breakfast every day. Not every day, just Bagel Friday. We have Bagel Friday at my job. It's great. And you have a fully stocked kitchen. 
Yes, yes, that's true. I do. It's great. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying you need to recognize your breakfast privilege. That's I don't, all I'm trying to say. I don't eat any of it. I just get Dunkin' every morning or a croissant or something. Do you feel sometimes, though, like I observe breakfast as kind of like a long sort of thing with a lot of steps so like we have this breakfast prep and i'll take it with me to work every day but before that i'll have eaten my protein bar before i leave the house and then i'll drink the smoothie that i made before i left the house once i get to work and then i'll eat my breakfast prep so like this is over the course of hours that i'm experiencing like a multi-tier breakfast and you kind of like work your way up to eating breakfast wait Okay, you've just said a lot that we need to unpack. (laughs) (laughs) You've had one protein bar, yes, but what about second smoothie and luncheon and afternoon meal prep? So wait, you have three breakfasts? Yeah. That's absolutely phenomenal. (laughs) What protein bar do you do? Why isn't your podcast a breakfast podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have I have a number of questions. The the two that are most important to me, first of all, which protein bar is your favorite or do you have a standby or do you mix it up? And the second question, I mean that was a lot of questions. But like <laughs> the second big question is do you prep all the ingredients and then blend them in the morning or do you just make the smoothie in the morning without prepping all the ingredients? So um, I used to be a diehard Cliff Bar fan to the point that, like, the kid who bags groceries at our grocery store was like, you really like Cliff Bars, don't you? <laughs> Whoa. <Well. laughs> um, however, Donnie pointed out to me recently that maybe some of the reason I can't eat anything but Cliff Bars in the morning is that I'm eating too many Cliff Bars. <laughs> so... <laughs> My coworker recently introduced me to Perfect Bars, which are nut-based, which is not for everyone, um, but they're nut-based, and then they have all of these whole food powders in them, so if you look at the back, it's like cashews, dates, and then like kale powder, carrot powder, like uh, alfalfa powder. It's like all sorts of crazy shit, um, but basically it just tastes like a, a nut, like a peanut bar or something. Um so wow. I'm trying those recently. That sounds amazing. We did a whole episode on like on granola bar kind of things. I don't know if you listened to it, but basically I'm pretty against like any kind of bar food because the, I like had some traumatic experiences with them when I was in middle school. But that does sound really good is what I will say. It is a nice texture and it doesn't have oats in it. And so that kind of like shakes things up and make you, makes you feel like maybe you're eating like more than just a glorified cookie. Before your dramatic switch to the perfect bar, what was your favorite Cliff Bar flavor? Oof. That's a hard one. I also, I guess I'll answer. I have a mix of different protein bars. I'm on a fairly similar <laughs> three-tier <laughs> breakfast Wait, schedule. Wait, you also have three breakfasts? <laughs> You're burying the lead here! <laughs> Literally, we're <laughs> breakfast fakers. I feel like I'm a breakfast what? imposter. <laughs> breakfast is the most important meal, true. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! Wait. Yay! <laughs> so wait, what's your favorite right. flavor? Uh, my favorite flavor... Cliff Bar, it's probably the uh, white chocolate acadam- macadamia. Now. Yeah! I, I, really I, I like did that. a big survey of all the Cliff Bar flavors, and that by far is my favorite. That is also my favorite Cliff Bar. Yeah. Have you had peanut butter banana, though? Because yeah, I've been on a good. peanut butter banana kick recently, and Whoa. that's pretty good. I had the peanut butter one a few times, but never peanut butter banana. That sounds great. 
Yeah, there's peanut butter chocolate chip, which is one flavor, and that's not as good as the peanut butter banana, which also has chocolate chunks in it. Whoa. That's that's major. So on the Venn diagram of peanut butter, chocolate, banana, cliff bar, <laughs> it's like one encompasses the other. And why would you have the one without banana? So wait, okay. Right, exactly. So, so mm-hmm. the granola bar is first thing in the morning. Like, is that while you're still at your at, at your apartment? Or is it like on the go kind of a thing? So I I am in a specific situation because I need to eat in order to take my anti-anxiety meds, which are like necessary for my life. Right. Um, and like no one wants to eat like Brussels sprouts at seven in the morning. No. It's a strong vibe. So I do, I like have a part of my routine where I'm like sitting on my couch, drinking my coffee, looking at the internet, eating a protein bar. Uh that's a good routine. And that's just my life. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, and then all other breakfasts are once I leave my house. Okay, so so you're you're drinking your coffee and you eat your granola bar. Do you have a similar routine, Donnie? Kinda, yeah. I I like to take it I don't know, a bit maybe a bit like Brian, but not as light. I like to go pretty easy in the morning because I wake up early. Even when I'm working from home or doing just writing from home, I still like to keep that routine. Um, so I'll get up and just kind of, as I'm getting going, have a protein bar as I'm like shuffling about and like organizing myself for the day. That's literally what happens. Like if I wake up right after Donnie does, he's just like kind of wandering aimlessly around the apartment. That's really sweet. <laughs> I have like things to set up. There's like shit to do. You know, you gotta turn it on your laptop, man. Mainly that. But... <laughs> Usually me and Brian's morning routine is that Brian wakes up at like five in the morning and then he's kind of like, Truge. And then my alarm goes off and he goes, Truge, it's alarm time. And then I turn off one of my 20 <laughs> alarms and then he goes to work. Truge is rarely awake before I leave for work. It's true. Um. So wait, okay, okay. Back back to the, the three tier breakfast. So the smoothie is it prepped? No, I don't believe in like putting all the things in a bag and putting them in the fridge. Okay, the thank freezer. you. I don't I know agree. about that. It makes me feel weird. Also, like there are things that go in the smoothie that I don't want in a Ziploc bag. Like I don't want a Ziploc bag full of almond milk. That's so fucking weird. I definitely did a smoothie prep where I put like the oats and the liquid and the banana and everything all together. And in the morning, I had made overnight oats. And that is a different thing to blend mm. than just having those things all separately. Yeah, I don't like the the thought of the texture of that, honestly. No, it, it was not good. I like to do a mixed fruit, um, whatever is available at Seatown, so it's really a crapshoot. And then um, a little bit of Trader Joe's vanilla hemp protein powder. Good. Um, scoop of honey and some almond milk though last week i made cashew milk for myself for the first time and i put that in my smoothie and that was pretty clutch yeah i've been wanting to make oat milk for a while and it sounds awesome but like we just never got around to trying it yeah that's that's really good honestly i was inspired by hillary duff's instagram because apparently she has a side hustle making cashew milk for her friends and no way they recommend it they say it's really good so um i was like well if hillary duff can do it then like fine, i can do it and i did so wait how do you make cashew milk you um soak some cashews in water if you use hot water it only takes a couple hours if you use cold water you should do it overnight and then it's one cup of cashews to four cups of water you blend it, and then I strained it through cheesecloth. Some recipes say strain it, some recipes say don't. That 
is really great. And I feel like if you were just making it, like, say, for smoothies, maybe you wouldn't even need to strain it because you could just put it in the smoothie. That sounds great. That's true. Yeah, I was into it. And I think doing the oat milk is, like, the same. It's just, like, oats to water and blend. So, okay, do you drink the smoothie at your apartment? Or is that, like, an on-the-go while you're on the train kind of a thing? Controversially, I make it all the way to work, which might not be everyone's cup of tea because it does get a little less cold. Um, But I like to have a plethora of snacks at work. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that because I feel like, I mean, also, when I'm taking the train in the morning, I usually don't want to be, like, drinking something at the same time. It just feels like a spilling hazard to me. I don't know why. (laughs) Plus, like, you need agility. Like, anything can happen on the subway, and you can't have your hands full of smoothie. Exactly. And, like, you know, you need to, like, have another hand, like, on, like, a bar or a support if you're standing. And so then what are you supposed to do with your phone? Like, how are you going to entertain yourself? (laughs) What container do you use for the smoothie? Because I am obsessed with travel cups. So we recently upgraded our blender situation. We had a magic bullet. Um, let's be honest, the magic bullet sucks. It's bad. Yeah, we tried it and it's not working. Um, my friend recommended that we get a ninja blender. So we got the one that has both the regular blender attachment and then it has two single serving cups that come with it that like screw right on to the blender. Um, and then if, if paying a hundred dollars for this blender wasn't enough, I had to separately pay $12.99 to get the travel lid for it. Wow. (laughs) Um, Mm. So I blend right into the cup, and then I put the travel lid on. I will say, though, the travel lid stays on very tightly to the point that I often need Donnie to open it for me afterward. (laughs) Do you think it's $13, like, held on enough? Honestly, I love the shit out of this blender, and it might just be because I only had a magic bullet before it. But, like, we're out here making pestos. (laughs) We're making our own tomato sauce. Like, we are blending like there's no tomorrow. Our blender situation right now is that we have a ninja that is, like, one of the big boys. Like, it mm-hmm. only... I think the only things that are adaptable to it is, like, the big, like... Pitcher. Yeah, thing. the big pitcher boy. Mm-hmm. And then we had a bullet, but it literally just broke. And we have a second smaller ninja thing that is built for just the travel cups. And we uh, recently discovered that we have no idea where it is. So that's that's what it's like over here. <laughs> we have all the travel cups for it and the travel blade thing and the travel lid. We do not know where the blender base is. No idea where it is. The last time we saw it was when we did that big kitchen like declutter thing. Well, no. We had to have used it recently. I had to have used it for the bolognese sauce. We'll right? talk about this offline. We'll talk- <laughs> Are you sure, though, that you have two sets? separate ninja bases or did you imagine one of them and really your travel cup will go on to your big base what if the ghost in this house is the ninja base and the one i thought i've been using this whole time is not real what if we were the blenders the whole time what if the blenders were the friends we made (laughs) along the way i was recently watching a youtube video where um so it was a it was a youtube video i can actually link this because i can find it um about how daily harvest is a scam um, it's not really a scam, but it's clearly, do, do you both know about Daily Harvest? Yeah. Yeah. There are those subway ads for them. They're mm, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And for, for listeners who don't, it's like that subscription service where they send you like cups 
full of things that you can then blend. And it's like a very expensive thing to do. I've had friends do it and they say that it's pretty good. Um, those friends are going to be doctors one day so they can maybe afford it. I can't How are we really at the point in society it. where you can have a smoothie subscription? Yeah. And like, that's kind of the thing, right? Um, and they do more than just smoothies, but I think the smoothies are the big thing. Um, and this, this person on YouTube was talking about how like, clearly it's much more cost effective to make your own smoothies. That's definitely not revolutionary. But what he did say is that the same threading that is on regular, like wide mouth Mason jars fit onto Oster blenders, like the really, really cheap blenders that you can buy. And so I I don't think I'm at a place in my life where I want to buy another blender. We have six. But it does seem cool, especially because this it what this dude said on this video is that um it's also the same threading that is on some 16 ounce like peanut butter jars. So the idea of being able to like recycle those containers to use for smoothies is deeply it it, like touches something deep within me but then it's like do i want to buy a blender in order to reuse other containers it's kind of like what is the cost sum but wait that's is that is that true what is the cost sum i don't know what i I don't know what what cost sum is i know nothing about money (laughs) it sounded good uh what would be the world's worst breakfast subscription service Ooh, i think a hard-boiled egg subscription Hmm. service would be bad my first thought is an <laughs> unscrambled egg, like shellless egg subscription service that's just cracked into a container for you to use. Don't they have those cartons of eggs at the grocery store that you can get? And it's just like a milk carton, but it's full of oh, eggs. Yeah. Oh. Scrambled, yes, but unscrambled eggs. Is it called unscram? Ooh, uh, but with no vowels. So, <clears throat> You might need the U. Unscram. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it would have to be unscram. But if it ha- if it was, if it was in like a slab serif, I think that would be pretty sleek. And like, there's a white background, but the font is like yellow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. It's it's packaged kind of like Soylent. <laughs> Actually, I thought of you guys today because we were at the grocery store, and Soylent has protein bars now, and they were very prominently displayed at our C town. I gotta try them. I was like, oh, doesn't Brian like Soylent? <laughs> We haven't had Soylent in a really long time. It was yeah. um, bad for the digestion. I liked it, but I feel like I'm at a place in my life where I don't need to use it. I think when I had a young 22-year-old digestive system, it was great. And now, I I just can't do it. Hey, Donnie and Jordan from the Apartment 26 podcast, where can we find your podcast on the internet? Anywhere podcasts are. We are very widely distributed, including on Spotify. Ooh, Spotify podcasts. And if you want to see some pics. Oh, yeah. Check out our Instagram at apt26podcast. Heck yeah. Hashtag Donnie's Decor Corner and hashtag apt apt apt26podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's a really cute spiel. I love that. In a uh, really brilliant stroke of corporate synergy that I don't think anyone's ever done before, we have also been on an episode of your podcast, so you should check out our episode of their show, too. We talked about um, kitchens, we talked about our weird apartment, and we talked about how I reverse engineer designed our room based upon pictures and Ikea furniture.
And also make sure that you follow our podcast on Twitter, which is MIM Podcast. MIM Podcast. We don't have an Instagram, but if you want to see us on Instagram, maybe tweet at us and we'll one day make an Instagram. So if you want to see us on Instagram, tweet at us and we'll go on Instagram. If you want to see us on LinkedIn, Instagram us that you want us to be on LinkedIn. If you want us to be on TikTok, TikTok us that you want to see us on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on uh, Facebook. And if you want the ASMR tier on our Patreon, if you want to convince us to make a Patreon, that is just ASMR content, please tweet at underscore Brian Hamilton no. directly. Nope, 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 no. God, I hate ASMR. It's not, it's nothing personal. I understand why people like it. I get the tingles, but it just makes me so uncomfortable that I would never seek it out intentionally and put it on for pleasure. I'm really excited to both isolate you saying I get the tingles and for pleasure (laughs) for my Brian Hamilton soundboard. Thank God you edit this podcast. Am I right? That was a joke. I edit the podcast. (laughs) How do you two feel about ASMR? I've never uh, seen one, and the idea of it creeps me out, and it seems like an internet thing that I would never understand. Yep. Yeah, I've never seen it. I don't really particularly care. I mean, I'm happy for people who enjoy it, because the internet is for people to find things that they enjoy. Um, For me, the internet is for me to find things that make me upset. Really? (laughs) I feel like life bombards you with those things, though. Why go searching for them? <laughs> it's almost like no one should be on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it's yeah. True. No, no shade to anyone that likes ASMR except for Truge. Lots of shade to you because I can, <laughs> I can, I can mess with you because I, I love you. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I feel like it just makes me so uncomfortable, and I, I don't like hearing it to the point where like. Oh, uh, we were watching something and like an ASMR version of it came up on YouTube. And then uh, Truge and James were like, oh, let's, let's put this on just to see. And I like, like cringed full body shiver and Brian, cringe. Brian just like jet packed into the sun and was like, I'm gone forever. It was very wily Coyote. <laughs>